Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Author Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Carissa Andrews. Now to get started and seeing as this is my first podcast of the show, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm an international best-selling indie author, freelance writer, award-winning graphic designer, and indie author coach. I am also the president of my local area's literary nonprofit center, the Lakes Area Writers Alliance. As an indie or self-published author, I've published six full-length novels, two of which have hit international bestseller lists, two novelettes, and a nonfiction title. I've also narrated, produced, and indie-published five of my books in audiobook, as well as designed all the covers for them. Now, in my spare time, if you can call it that, I write online courses to help my fellow authors break away from the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from living their author dreams. Now, I'm not going into this big old list to pat myself on the back. In all honesty, it took me a few minutes to sit down and work those numbers out because the past really isn't what drives me. I'm telling you this because with the exception of one of those titles, which was published in 2013, everything, every last one of those accomplishments was done in the past two years. Now, that's not to say prep work didn't start before then, but the hard work, the publishing and production of it all was done from October 2017 to now. At this present time, the middle of November of 2019, and I feel it's appropriate to talk about all of this today because I wanted to tell you about the concept of publishing your novels more quickly. I know there are loads of you out there who either are just getting started or would like to write faster. We're coming up on NaNoWriteMo season, and now's a great time to be thinking about how to move forward more quickly. And don't worry, over the course of this podcast and those to come, I know you'll gain the insights that you need to write and publish more quickly. The truth of the matter is you can accomplish this and so much more. You just need to get out of your own way. As the president of the Lakes Area Writers Alliance, I've heard it over and over again. Authors think they need to learn more, to do more, research more, bleed their words onto the page until they are utterly drained. But you don't. I am here to tell you right here, right now, that you already have everything you need inside you to write your next novel or maybe your first novel. You don't need anyone else's permission to get approval or to get started. You don't need to become an astrophysicist to have a character in your book that's a physicist. You don't need to understand every exact protocol of a police department. All you need to do is have the ability to find the information you need to create suspension of disbelief. That's what we do as authors. That's what we do as fiction authors, especially. And that's what I do. Now, for those of you who don't know what suspension of disbelief is, It's the temporary acceptance of events or characters that would ordinarily be seen as incredible. This is usually to allow an audience to appreciate works of literature or drama that are exploring unusual ideas. Sounds about right, right? Now, if you can do this by giving just enough details to allow your reader to believe whatever it is you write, but without going into so much detail that their suspension of disbelief is broken, you have done your job. And oftentimes it means Keeping things simple and straightforward when we're not experts in something that we're trying to describe. Now, fiction, regardless of the genre, allows us to help step into the lives or life of any character that we read about or write about. The moment you hop from your brain to theirs, you have successfully suspended your disbelief in order to take on their role. Very rarely, as readers, do we question the thought process or the delivery of information we are given in a story. 
which by the way is why unreliable narrators can be super fun for plot twists, but I digress. As authors, we often think we need to become experts in everything we write about or else we'll be found out as the imposter we are. You feel me? See, I call this crazy notion author imposter syndrome. It's real. It's brutal. And you are not alone. Every single author has gone through this and you are by no means unique in feeling like people will think you're an imposter for what you write. Now, interestingly enough, research was done by the National Training Laboratory Institute for Applied Behavioral Science, and they found that readers retain only 10% of what they read. 10%. Think about that for a moment. Now, this statistic has been repeated across numerous studies and by other universities. To put this into perspective for you, Let's say you spend five years poring over research, interviewing people, getting your details perfect. And as soon as you put your book up for sale, you get crickets. Okay, so maybe your friends and family buy it, but beyond that, nothing, nada. To make matters worse, your book is up for a mere $3.99. And even if you do sell more copies, you're only earning $2 per book. And that's if you self-publish. Ouch. So at this point, you might be saying, well, geez, Carissa, why would I even want to publish a book? It sounds horrible. And I'll get to the why in a second. But here's the plain fact. 99% of authors never sell more than 1,000 copies of their book. So even if you get your book to match your idea of perfection, there is no guarantee it will ever go anywhere. All of that work and effort will be, for better or worse, wasted. And unfortunately, most of the time, you won't even know until you try. Now, you could curl up into a ball on the floor, chewing on your hair, and maybe cursing the world for such horrifying odds. But I'm going to suggest something else, something more radical. I want you to take imperfect action. Start where you're at and keep on going. I want you to write your first book imperfectly. Publish it. I want you to write your second, your third. Get a feel for the process and trust that it will guide you because it will. Now, did you know that that same study by the National Training Laboratory Institute found that we retain actually 75% of what we learn through practice by doing? In fact, I could sit here, pontificate about the entire writing process, but perhaps you'll go home retaining a measly 5%. Now, for those of you who are numbers folks, that's less than what you retain by reading. So needless to say, doing is your better bet. One of the quotes that I've really loved throughout my life and has really resonated with me is by Henry David Thoreau. And he said, most men lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with the song still in them. Now, why do they do this? Why do we do this? Because we never take the first step out of fear. Well, my friends, I'm here to tell you, screw fear. Screw impressing anyone else. Screw perfection or bleeding for your craft. We want to see progress, not perfection. You're writing fiction, right? Not a manual on neurosurgery. Obviously, this all starts with the perspective that we place on how we look at being an author. And if you've never done this before, I want you to set up and listen because I'm speaking from experience here. I spent three years working on my first novel, and most of that time was spent in indecision, not writing the novel. Let me say that again. I spent three years working on my first novel, and most of that was spent in indecision. In fact, I wrote the majority of Pandamus during NaNoWriMo 2010. But then 
I worried if I was good enough, if I was doing it right, if the story flow was right. And I'm going to let you in on a secret. I have felt that way for every single book I have written since. Now, here's the thing. Until you know the entire process of how to write and publish a book from start to finish, you don't have the tools you need to improve. You may have a perfect story. You may have the most amazing world, but you still need the practice to be able to do it properly and to give it any kind of justice in this world. Susan Jeffers, a PhD in psychology, is well known for saying, feel the fear and do it anyway. So that's what I want you to do. Perhaps at this point, maybe you're wondering how on earth is this talk having anything to do with writing and publishing a book in a year? Yeah? All right. Well, awesome. You know what? I'm glad you asked. Well, okay. Wondered. The most important step you can take in the process of writing and publishing your book in under a year is to get your mindset in place. Now, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford is known for saying that one, and I love that one as well, because when I get myself stuck and my momentum slides down and I start to feel like, why am I even bothering? I remember that my mindset is what's causing that, and I have the choice. Do I switch from that? Do I allow that to consume me? What do I do? And then I make a shift. And I wanted to start here because I've been where you are. But if I can do it, you can too. Okay, I have freelance clients, I run my own business, and I'm an author, all while having five kids who need my attention, a husband who, for whatever reason, loves to spend time with me, and two crazy husky puppies. They are nuts. Not to mention, I help guide and grow my organization in the Lakes area. But for 2020, I am pushing myself further. I am shedding my own limiting beliefs, and I'm launching four books in a rapid release method, meaning I will be writing and releasing one book after the other in a month-by-month fashion. So four books, four months, you get it. So hopefully at the end of the year of 2020, I am going to be hitting or at least attempting to hit the New York Times bestseller list. Solo, by myself. Big dreams? Absolutely. Can I do it? Only if I believe I can. Now, this doesn't mean that It will just fall on your lap because you believe. Of course not. Your dreams only show up if you do. So let's face it. Showing up is almost always the hardest part. And it's also the most elusive to nail down because when we start out, we can't see the bigger picture. We don't have the tools yet or the insight or the foresight. So let's talk for a moment about the writing process of publishing your novel in a year. I'll try not to sneak any superfluous info in here. I mean, you're only going to remember 5% of this anyway, right? (laughs) All right. Mindset check. Okay. I want to go into giving you some actionable items to think about as you attempt to dive into your writing and publishing your book in a year, especially if you've never done it before. I wish I could teach you all the things in this podcast, but unfortunately, there simply isn't time for that. But I can guide you to the right answers. All right, so the first thing that comes when you're setting everything up is prep. Like any other project, a book can be seeming like a big, daunting, monolithic beast until you break it down into bite-sized, actionable chunks. When you first start out, it's really best to give this phase of your novel the time and energy it deserves because when you do, it sets up your success and allows your brain to relax and focus on the writing, not the planning in the middle of writing. You feel me? 
So let me say that again. When you give yourself the time and space to plan appropriately first, you're setting yourself up for success because your brain no longer in the middle of writing has to try to figure out where in the world you're going. Okay? When you're writing, I want you to focus only on writing, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so with prep, there are, let's see, five different things I want you to think about when you're sitting down to prep your novel. I want you to think about your story idea, the ideation of it. What is it that you're trying to get out and brain dump all that information onto a sheet of paper? Then when you think you've got a pretty good concept in mind, I want you to sit down and think about your character development. Specifically focus on your protagonist and your antagonist. Both are equally important and they should have the same amount of energy and input put into both of them. Then I want you to think about your main story arc. What is that going to look like? What is the goal of your story? What is it you're trying to accomplish? What is the main conflict that's happening and surrounding it? And then I want you to sit down and outline. Seems simple, right? I know. But when you're sitting down and maybe you've never outlined before, there are so many different variations, so many different ways you could do it. It's just a matter of you finding out what way is the right way for you. And a lot of people, especially in the beginning, will skip this developmental phase in writing and dive straight into the writing. And we call those people pantsers because they are writing 100% by the seat of their pants. I get it. I used to be one. But I've learned all too well over the past 10 years that it can derail motivation and ultimately cost you. You spend way more time than necessary floundering around, wondering what you're doing, where your story is going, and if you're doing it right. So if you are currently a pantser, you need to trade those pants in for a plotter's hat if you want to increase your speed and get your book published more quickly. Who knows? You might even realize that you can publish a series in rapid release. All right, so that's the prep. Check. Now the actual work, the part that you are chomping at the bit to get to. Current time, we are heading into the most incredible time of years for us writers. NaNoWriteMo is just a few days away. And for those of you thinking... Nana, what? Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, maybe you've heard of it, never tried it, but I'm talking about November, also known as National Novel Writing Month. This is the month when the whole writerly world, well, (laughs) for the most part, comes together with a single purpose. Write the first 50,000 words in the first draft of your novel. If getting support in your mindset shift to write your novel or to stay focused is important, I do highly recommend joining their site and getting on board with their community. Every single day, you can log in, you can set up how many words you're writing, talk to people in your community, make friends on there. It's, it's really a great organization. And sometimes even in your local community, you might even find that you have NaNoWriteMo write-ins, check out with your library, do things like that. Try to get involved. There are often kickoff parties, write-ins, days of writing dangerously, you name it, it's there. All right. So it's a spectacular way to get and stay motivated and to keep on course for publishing your novel in a year. Because let's face it, you can get it written in a month. Why not get it published in a year? So here we are. If you're thinking, wait a minute, did I just hear Carissa write 50,000 words in a month? Um, Is she nuts? (laughs) Take a breath, my friends. It's only 1,667 words a day. Easy peasy. Now remember, this mindset shift, it comes in handy here too, because reinforcing that positive belief and telling yourself, this is not hard, it's easy will help you 
on days where you feel like it really is difficult. And I'm not going to lie, there are some days where 1,667 words might seem like you are just pouring molasses and you're doing it all day long because it's just not coming. But there are going to be days where you're going to write really quickly and you're going to get 3,000 words a day, 10,000 words a day. It all balances out. Now, the cool thing is the more you do write consistently, the more your brain gets used to it and the easier it does become. Your brain's a muscle after all. So you could sit down, do the work, and it will get easier. If you participate in NaNoWriteMo, you could have your next or your first novel done by the start of this December. Think about that for a minute. That sounds really great, doesn't it? All right, so I'm going to assume you did it, okay? You took on NaNoWriteMo, you did whatever you needed to do, you got 1,667 words per day, step by step by step. You have hit or surpassed your 50,000 words. Maybe you've gone on to 70,000, whatever your novel requires, and your first draft is finished. What next? Next comes revision. Now, even if you are self-publishing, even if you are indie publishing, this one is still important. Your first draft is not your final draft. I don't care how good you think you are. There are things that need to be fixed, that need to be corrected, that need to be caught. And for this step, you cannot do it alone. Well, not entirely anyway. You do need another set of eyes on your incredible new novel. So you either need to hire an amazing editor right off the bat, or you can start with critique partners or crit partners, who are basically other authors who share feedback on each other's works. You can do this locally. You can find people online. I found my original critique partners on Twitter, of all things. So you can also lean on the feedback from them coming to you, or you can go out and search for just plain straight up alpha and beta readers before shipping it to your editor. For those of you who are maybe just starting or wondering what an alpha or beta reader is or what's the difference, I'll just touch briefly on it. Alpha readers will read your novel and generally it's from the reader perspective. They're going to let you know where they got stuck, what worked for them, what didn't work. They're really great in the developmental phase without having the lingo that maybe an editor would have. So they might not have the words to accurately describe what needs to be fixed, but they're going to give you a a basic general direction in order to get things organized. Now, beta readers, on the other hand, will read your novel, point out those inconsistencies or trouble spots, just like the alpha readers, but they're also going to provide you direct feedback with editing and tips like that for more accuracy. Sometimes they'll catch words that are misspelled or missing or punctuation, whatever the case might be. They're a little bit more of a step up from the alpha readers and a little bit closer towards your uh, ultimate goal of editing in general. Sometimes you won't know which type of reader you're getting until you actually get their feedback. So I do suggest that as you start working with these people, maybe keep a list so that you know which ones you enjoyed working with most, which ones gave you the more valuable feedback. That way, when you're going forward, you're able to use them more consistently in the future. For the sake of this talk on getting published quickly, perhaps you're actually saying, but Carissa, I'm kind of new and I can't afford an editor yet. Am I just screwed? Do I do nothing? Is that a license to hold off? Of course not. There are programs you can use to edit your novel to the best of your ability. Now remember, done is still better than perfect. You're looking for progress, not perfection. And here's a hint, perfection, it just doesn't exist. So move forward. The programs I recommend for editing are, so if you've got a pen and paper, I want you to grab it now, AutoCrit, and of course, Grammarly. Almost everyone's heard of Grammarly, 
But I do want you to think about AutoCrit because it's more designed for the author and it allows so much more feedback on how things can work, the best way to edit your, your chapters, if it's in a consistency with other books in the same genre. There's a whole host of information on there that is very book specific that Grammarly, as great as they are, just doesn't have. Both are pretty inexpensive. And the most expensive part of it is really going to be your time. So if you consider it part of the learning process, you'll embrace it and be able to push through it. So remember, do the best you can until you know better. When you know better, do better. Sound good? (laughs) Okay, so revisions are done. Last but not least, you're going to be getting ready to publish your baby. Now, as an indie author, I teach what I know and what I believe. The industry and the publishing market has changed dramatically in the past decade. If you are still thinking the only way to be seen as a real author is by being traditionally published, I want to say right now that you are doing yourself and your book a disservice. Yes, let me say that one more time. If you think the only way to be seen as a real author in this industry right now is to be traditionally published, you are doing yourself and your book a disservice. Let's say you're out there and you're querying and you're trying to get your book picked up and it's not working and you're taking too much time. Let's say it's been five years and you've been querying and no one is picking up what you're putting down. Get your book out there. This is, this is your permission that you didn't need to get your book into the world. And the truth is that thinking that traditionally published is the only way to be seen as real has gone the way of the dinosaur, my friends. If you don't believe me, you need to take a look at some of the leaderboards on Amazon and see how many people in those top 100 authors or top 100 books are actually indie published. You'll be amazed. So indie publishing to me, it gives more control over not only your money, but your editorial calendar. Sometimes, I guess, to people who have not done this before, it might seem a little bit daunting. But let me just tell you, it is 100% doable and 100% figure outable. And you might actually be surprised by how simple the logistical process is. Now, it's not to say that it's easy to publish and get sales, but it is easy to get your book out there and be published. Sometimes it might be a little too easy, and that's where probably the indie publishing community gets a little bit of a slapback. But in all honesty, In the circles that I'm in, most of the authors who are indie published are treating it like a business, and I want you to have that mindset as well. One of the best secondary benefits of being an indie publisher or indie published author is being in control of that editorial calendar, meaning how and when you published. And this one is a big one if you do want to publish your books in a year, because many people will hem and haw over the traditional indie route, whatever. But if you want that control over when you're going to publish, It means taking the bull by the horns and publishing your own novels because you can decide how quickly you're going to get your books out there. If you wanted to write a novel in a month and publish it next month, you could do it. If you wanted to write a short story today and publish it next week, you could do it. Really, the creativity and your process is the limit and you need to know where it is that you're trying to go. Okay, so for the topic of this, I'm going to assume you're somewhat new and recommending how to publish is kind of coming up next. So what I recommend when you're just starting out is to go with Amazon exclusive, meaning that you enroll into Amazon's KDP Select program for your digital books. That way you can capture page reads through their Kindle Unlimited subscription service. 
And for those of you who don't know what that is, I will link to it in the show notes. I'll have actually a lot of different things that we've been discussing here in the show notes. So if you ever want to go back and try to take a look at what I was talking about, that would be just fine. So you can go to authorrevolution.org forward slash one to visit the show notes for this show. And now the reason behind going through Amazon exclusively is very strategic. You might be thinking, why on earth, you know, if I've got the capability of publishing, why on earth would I stick just with Amazon? Wouldn't it make more sense to be as wide as possible? To date, unless you plan on sticking a lot of advertising dollars into your marketing budget, they are by far the best platform to help you as a new or emerging author get the word out about your books with the most organic reach. And basically what that means is they will help you get your books seen by the readers who want to read your book. Now, that's not to say that they're going to do all the selling for you because they won't. But this will make you far more money for your efforts by being exclusive. And yes, this is coming from true experience. This past year, I tried to go wide. Even now myself with almost 10 different um, titles under my belt, and it was still just not worth it yet. And sometimes that happens. You can always go wide later. You can always take control. You can always dabble. You can always test the waters. But until then, I would really recommend sticking with Amazon and waiting to do the wide route, which basically means going to Barnes Noble, Google, uh, Kobo, using a, a d- distributor to try to distribute your books elsewhere other than Amazon. Truth be told, if you do create a paperback version of your book using the Kindle Direct publishing platform or using draft to digital or some other paperback or hardcover publishing company and distribution center, they will still be distributed to libraries and bookstores who decide to order it because it will be available through the Ingram distribution network and even available for purchase from sites like Barnes & Noble. So keep that in mind too, just because you're publishing your ebook solely on Amazon doesn't mean you have to be only found on Amazon. You could be found on Barnes & Noble. It's just, it'll be the paperback version. Now, if there's one thing I want you to take away from this talk, it's that you're enough. (laughs) You might not have all the answers right now or right away, but you have what you need to start your journey. Even newbies who have never published before can do the planning, writing, and publishing of their own books in a year. If you really want to level up your author career, you want to be thinking in terms of your long game. In fact, according to a recent study written by Written Word Media, authors who make between $60,000 and $100,000 per year with their books have on average 22 to 28 books in their catalog. So if you're wanting to break free from your nine to five day job and really make writing books your full-time career, I need you to think about this for a moment. And in terms of getting your books out there, if you take too long to write your books, how on earth are you ever going to get to that 22 to 28 books range? If you take five years, 10 years, 20 years to write one book, you'll never hit that. And so I need you to really shift your mindset into a place where you can feel like you have the permission to write your words and get them out there. And maybe it won't be perfect, but every book will get better and you'll get better at not only writing, but the process of publishing. For those of you who do need additional support or simply are knowledge hoarders the way that I am, I love information about writing and publishing. There are tons of incredible courses and online resources you can look into. And now Author Revolution is my business and it specializes in helping authors 
as they walk their journey. I meet them wherever the authors are. And I do have online courses myself and I have one-on-one mentorships available both locally and I also do distance ones. My farthest mentee right now is actually in Ireland. I am centrally located in Minnesota. So as you can see, we can make long-term, long-distance mentorships work. Next year, one of the things that I'm really excited about, guys, and I wanted to tell you right out the bat, I am working on my flagship course called Rapid Release Roadmap. And if you'd like to be on the waiting list for it or would like to be a beta tester for it, I would love for you to email me at carissa, it's C-A-R-I-S-S-A, at authorrevolution.org. And yes, there are two R's in the middle of that. So it's A-U-T-H-O-R-R-E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N.org, Author Revolution. I will also send you my free rapid release roadmap PDF that shows you the exact strategy that I will be teaching in the course when it opens next year. Well, that is really it for me for this very first podcast episode. Hopefully you've learned a little bit or maybe feel a little better about your author journey and you're able to go forth and be completely awesome. Take on NaNoWriteMo with pride and I hope you have a stellar week. I'll be back again next week with even more information. Okay, one last thing before we leave today, guys. This is a brand new podcast. Obviously, this is episode one. And if you found any of the information I gave you valuable or helpful in any way, I would really love it if you would follow the podcast and maybe leave me a review and let me know what insights you found the most useful and what you'd like to learn about in upcoming podcasts. Before I head out, though, I do want to leave you with one. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast's Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. 
head over to authorevolution.org forward slash Patreon.